Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Sunrise on the Inside podcast, a space where we share inspiring interviews and stories from thoughtful leaders in business, health and wellness, entrepreneurship and sports. Here we talk about tools, habits, routines and tactics they use that help them feel calm, revived and rebalanced whenever they face challenges in life. I'm your host, Nico Estrella, a serial entrepreneur, former professional soccer player and co-founder of WACU. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Sunrise on the Inside podcast. This is episode number 19, and I have with me today uh, Samantha Lander. Uh, Sam Lander is a St. Louis-based single mom, recovering addict, prison survivor, personal trainer, functional diagnostic nutritionist, DJ, and entrepreneur. That's quite a value. I am very excited to talk with Sam today and ask her a lot of things about her trajectory as uh, in her life. Um, I know that Sam used functional diagnostic nutrition to heal her, herself from allergies, food sensitivities, hormonal imbalances, and parasites. She's also the founder of CFIT Living, where she coaches people back to optimal health when they can just quite put their finger on why they feel bad. We're going to talk a little bit about that too. I'm very interested and curious to learn about her her methods there. Um, I, I follow her on Instagram. I know that there she can, she helps educate people about health, diet, stress reduction, rest, and proper supplementation to identify the root cause of why they can't perform at their A game. She has been on over 20 podcasts educating people through her own personal journey and education. She's an influencer on social media, using that platform to help people learn about health and top products to add into your daily life to optimize your health. You can follow her on Instagram at cfitliving, and also you can find a lot more information on her website. Sam, welcome to the show. Hi. Make sure they know it's it's cfit it's cfit living at s e e. Everyone thinks it's like the letter C. Uh, I, my business coach was like, you need to start spelling that out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, perfect. It's C as in seeing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm very excited to have you here, Sam. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, thanks. Um, and I wanted to start first um, asking you a little bit about that shift in your career. I know that for, for some time you were a DJ in LA, if I'm correct, right? Yeah. Um, what type of music did you use to produce? Um, um, it was house. So, well, if you really know like your genres and electronic music, it was Spanish, like tribal vocal house. <laughs> I know a little only bit. Us like, picky, only us picky electronic music people probably know what that is. Yeah, my my co-founder Juan, he he would probably know uh, the genre that you just that you just said. Yeah, he. I know a little bit just because of him and like every time I hang out with him, we listen to electronic music and he kind of educates me on electronic music. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I love house. I, I really enjoy deep house. Um, okay. Yeah. I started with like deep house. Got it. Got it. Uh, awesome. Sam. And then um, what was the thing that made you change careers? I, I read a little bit in your, in your website and in your bio that you kind of became disenchanted with with that with that career um i was just curious to learn like 
what was that happened and because it's kind of like a big shift to become like a dj and then getting into uh, nutrition and coaching uh, so i'm i was very curious about that uh, change okay so well i think um at the time when the website was done i probably wasn't like being so forthcoming about my past so disenchanted basically was another term i suppose like so basically i i'm in recovery um i was addicted to drugs and um just living that life became a little bit too much. I was also selling drugs and um, I got into a lot of trouble and sort of landed myself in prison. And when I got out, I was still sort of suffering with all the health problems I had as a child. But then I was also a per became a personal trainer and I noticed that I was doing all what everyone thought were the right things. Like you know, limiting my calories, working out more. I mean, I did not eat a cheat meal or anything bad if you paid me to, right? And I still felt like crap and it was like almost getting worse. So I started to just do some digging and realize that like, there's got to be more than just this like, little like, calories in, calories out, workout, 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 than what I'm doing. Like, this is the human body is not that simple. And yeah. it's and life today is way different than it was when that was like the the go-to years ago so um i think that I, I yeah i started doing some digging and found like functional lab testing and that like saved my life for sure and when when you found that do you remember what was one of the first changes that you started to make in your in your lifestyle that you remember were like very were very impactful in like starting to feel better in your day to day. Well, I mean, it sort of goes and it's sort of like a roller coaster. When I look back, I think that making the decision, like I was sick and tired of being sick and tired in like my addiction and that I knew I had to change, you know, I'd always been an athlete. I'd always been pretty healthy and active and I knew there had to be a shift and I couldn't do it on my own. That's, I feel like it's the one thing that I've had a really, really hard time obviously doing on my own, which is what most addicts will say. So that's when I went to rehab and just changed like my lifestyle a hundred percent was back in the gym and doing all those things. But um, as far as the shift, when I was our art, like when I became a trainer and was doing what I thought were the right things, I felt like I was losing my mind. I remember there were days where I'd just be like crying on my bedroom floor, just being like, I don't know what to do. Like I'm so sick and all my labs say, all the doctors say that I'm perfectly fine. And I knew like, and they're like, you need antidepressants, you need birth control, you need, you know, just band-aiding things. I'm like, I don't, I know what it feels like to be depressed. Like I'm an extrovert. I don't even want to leave my house. Like, my skin like hurt. Like I felt like I was in someone else's body. Um, and my stomach was like a mess and I just like could not figure it out. Like I, and I was like, you know, I just, I was pretty hopeless and down and out. So, I mean, when I got out of prison in prison, I was as healthy as I could be, you know? And when I got out, you know, I had like cystic acne and I just was really sick. The diet there, the food is so bad. You can't really, you know, you do your best. I remember when they went on the, the vegetarian, like 
vegan diet or something like that. And it was like made for prisons and military only, but we all thought it was like healthy. Like this is how much I knew that it was all soy based diet. So no wonder I had like cystic acne. It was so bad. And then I was like really estrogen dominant for years. So for me, you know, I just, I hit like a super low and it's like, I guess I, I was just fortunate enough that a trainer was like, you should run a food sensitivity test with this guy I met at this holistic lifestyle coach, like course. And I was like, okay. And that opened up doors for me. I love it. Yeah. I was, I was checking one of your latest posts and you were actually talking a little bit about this and um, talking about how sometimes even though you are feeling bad and you go and get a lab test whenever you talk with the doctor everything comes back normal and there is apparently there is nothing wrong with your body but you might be feeling awful um and you you use a different type of method if i am correct right i i i haven't heard about that uh, functional diagnostic nutrition so my 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 question there was um how how what what are the main differences on the ways you test or you help to read the test the lab tests from the normal ones uh, to the ones that, that that you use okay um and i want to put a just sort of a disclaimer like i'm not against like western medicine and i don't think doctors are all bad i think we know what we know and you learn what you learn what's what's in your sphere like i i don't know a lot of stuff that doctors you know there's a time and a place i think for everything um but as far as the labs that i run these are specialty um they're specialty labs they're not covered typically they are not covered through insurance um, the lab techs and the and the people looking at your results and the and the way that they run them are very very advanced and a way more thorough and give you a lot more information than like a typical lab that you would run through insurance. Um, so like when I do a food sensitivity test, it's not like going to the allergist and getting like an allergy test um, or you know. The t- like even allergists, like I have a good friend that's an allergist and she doesn't even run that, that lab. She'll run it with me. So she'll do certain ones that'll test for like antibodies and things, but it's not as accurate. So this is actually um, like a blood serum test that tests food sensitivities. My hormone panel um, is a urine test and that is way more, it's a 24 hour sample. So we're looking at your full cortisol pattern. So a full 24 hour sample because your cortisol changes throughout the day. It's like a bell curve. So if you just look at like one sample in the middle of a day at the doctor, it could be really low at that point, but it could be super elevated the rest of the day, but you will not know that from one blood test. And then it'll tell me, you know, a little bit more details about like how well you metabolize your cortisol or how much you, you know, how much you're utilizing and how much is like, are you metabolizing it fast and still making it or not making it and metabolizing it slow, you know, which are all indicators too, to look at like your thyroid function. And then, so we look at your cortisol, we look at all your hormones on that lab. We'll look at organic acids. We'll look at your brain transmitters or like neurotransmitters. And then we look at like some stomach and gut markers on that one too so it's just really comprehensive and you get a lot more information and the last one's a really comprehensive gi panel that i use there's a couple labs that i think are really good 
But again, you know, one, one big thing I like to say is like when you send off a GI panel from a GI doc, you typically send one sample. Um, and a lot of times you aren't going to get anything out of one sample. So I have people do six days of samples um, just because when I originally was running them by myself, I would do four days and you'd see like the first two days there would be um, nothing. And then like the third day I'd a parasite would pop up. So sort of like the more samples you get. And then the lab techs are, you know, they're parasitologists from around the world. So they can identify parasites from anywhere. So all those funky little weird ones that people pick up, they can see them. And it's not about how much, like their goal is not to get through as many labs as they can at the end of the day. Their goal is to identify things as best they can. So it's not so much about the money and the insurance and let's get this done in time to make the deadline. So. Got it. And then, so. Can you give me an example of like one one of your, of course, you don't need to uh, put names or anything, but like one testimonial of like one patient, like what what are the types of, of patients that you get uh, whenever they, they go to you? And uh, if you can give us an example of like, um, what's a, like a success story uh, that, so, that comes to mind? Yeah, yeah. So um, I have a lot of people come to me with constipation. That's a big one. Um, and they can't lose weight. So the inability to lose weight. And I have run, I remember I got just the diet in line and we started just doing the food sensitivity removal and like getting them on a whole plan for eating. And I don't do any like fad diets or anything. It's like a lifestyle. And within two days, she was pooping again, almost completely normal. And she's like, I have not actually pooped and, and I know this might be gross to some people but like it's been years for her you know just like she'll go like, like she would have gone like two times a week which is extremely toxic for the body um oh, wow. another one is you know like entrepreneurs like hard hitters who work a lot and are very successful but they suffer from like burnout and brain fog so they can't like They're not at their game and they're trying to run these businesses or, you know, um, have, you know, the president of the company and they're having these big meetings or they're, they're just forgetting things. Like they can't remember what that was talked about in that meeting or the appointments that they have. And they used to be like, you know, on the ball. So that, that burnout and brain fog is another thing that I work with a lot these days and how to just optimize the health. And then I, I am actually very curious to, to dig a little bit more into that last case and um, what what was the the root cause of all that brain fog and how did you help that that client to have more clarity in their in their day-to-day so the one with the brain fog um well the, one of the most recent ones was very low dopamine and very very low cortisol output um and she was it was a female and she was 31 and she her labs looked like she was menopausal so and she was not on any birth control so her estrogen was extremely low her progesterone was low her testosterone was low her dopamine was low um and then her cortisol had gone from like a really high output like a, under chronic stress to basically she was depleted and her body couldn't even make her own at that point so and that's what i see a lot of And there was a, there was a lot of underlying gut infections. So I, I, 99.9 of my clients have some gut infection. 
So I always start with definitely like cleaning up the gut because a lot of times that can cause a lot of the food issues, a lot of weight gain issues, and a lot of um, hormone imbalances and stuff like that, depending on like what's going on there. Got it. I've been learning a lot about lately about the the dopamine system and and also like how how cortisol is not all too bad, right? Like because I, I think like cortisol it has got a, a lot of bad rep lately and like a lot of people think like oh you should have don't, don't have any cortisol at all but our no, body needs need cortisol it. for a lot of things right and yeah. like to to be so, able I to mean, it's our stress response yeah it's our stress response and a lot of people don't know it's the precursor for cortisone so cortisone is your body's natural anti-inflammatory so if you don't have that how are you going to fight off any inflammation or if you get sick and you know, everybody's so worried about getting COVID and all that, but they're continuing like, and I'm not going to get into that whole, or getting sick, whatever the flu, you know, but if their body is so depleted from them, like working so hard and not doing any self-care and not taking time to pause and not, you know, it's not all about just taking supplements, but like you have to do a lifestyle change and find balance. And there's a lot of people who don't do that, but they're just willing to like take any medication they can just so they can, you know what I mean? To, to have a quick fix. Yeah, we are not yeah. we are not a patient uh society <laughs> yeah exactly and that like only taking pills and that would just like cover up the symptoms but will not deal with the root cause which uh, will give you better results in the in the long term for sure and um so then what are what are some things some practices or some tools that somebody can use like let's say i am feeling like that i am i I've been feeling brain fog or there's somebody that's listening that, that uh, relates to that. Um, what are some things that can help you bring back your dopamine levels or your cortisol levels to, to normal, back to normal, or at least start the, uh, getting back to normal? Um, can you think of some, some practices that, that you can yeah, share so with, with people? So like, I mean, I'm a firm believer in, you know, test, don't guess sort of like I like to run labs and see what I'm working with. But just for someone who's not in a place where they could afford it or they're just not ready to run the labs and they're just kind of getting their feet wet, I think definitely taking out, you know, the top trigger foods um, that most people have food sensitivity tests or food sensitivities to is a, a good one. So like removing the sugar, the gluten, soy, corn, eggs, and like cow's milk are almost, they're on a large portion of the labs that I run. So like getting rid of those, if you're something you eat every single day or intake or put on your skin every day, stop using it because you probably developed your own sensitivity to it. You know, start to eat whole foods. If you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. But then there's a lot of self-care stuff you can do. You know, there's tons of meditation apps. You can do yoga. You can um, do dry brushing. You can do infrared sauna. You can go get grounded and go put your feet on the earth for 20 minutes. You can, you know, there's, there's a lot of do castor oil packs for your liver. So those are just like a lot of self care things that you can just kind of do on your own. Obviously when it comes to supplementation, um, you know, obviously a really good probiotic is always recommended. Um, but I wouldn't be able to say like, okay, take this adrenal support or take that. Cause it depends on what's going on specifically yeah. with their cortisol. But I think a lot of people are just sort of taking things and doing parasite cleanses. And like, I think it's always good to know what you're dealing with before you just start taking like 
more of the like out of the box supplements, but obviously like a multi is great. A probiotic is great. Vitamin C is great. Zinc is great. Like these are all things that I would never tell anyone they, you know, fish oil is great. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Stress Uh, reduction, balance, balance and stress reduction. Yeah. Yeah. And just remember like, I mean, listen to your gut. I mean, I think it's kind of the first brain and you are what you eat. So if you're eating crap, you're going to feel like crap. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And, and I, I also, uh, now that we're talking about this a little bit, um, also in, in one of your latest posts, I saw uh, that you talk about this connection, about uh, managing stress and supporting your nervous system is essential for gut healing. Um, and this was especially interesting for me because, well, we, we run a, a prebiotic herbal tea company, right? And we... Uh, we have these products that are that support your gut health, right? And whenever I think about gut health, I think like in general, I think a lot about the things that you eat or the foods or the or the drinks that you have um, to treat your gut health issues. Uh, but this was very interesting to me to learn that also managing stress and man- and supporting the nervous system is important for your gut to heal. Um, can you can you talk a little bit about that connection and uh, why is it important for gut healing to be managing your stress and and the connection with the nervous system? Yeah. So well, so one thing, if your cortisol output is high, that a lot of that goes into your gut, which can actually cause what we call you know leaky gut or intestinal permeability. That's sort of like a blanket term for basically your gut is struggling like a motherfucker, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's just like, it's like IBS, like your gut's fucked up, but why is it fucked up? Um, So, you know, there's something called the vagus nerve that runs, you know, from your brain all the way down through your, to your anus and that your gut sends a signal to your brain and like vice versa. So that is, so if you have trauma, to the gut, it's going to impact how your brain responds. So if your gut's infected, your brain, you know, that vagus nerve that sends this, there's a signal telling you, okay, digest your food. Okay. You know, you know, start producing hydrochloric acid so you can digest your food or, okay, let's start to, you know, flush out this intestine to go to your colon, to go, you know, to go to the bathroom. So if you are not signaling correctly and there's, you know, let's say there's a, cut wire or there's a, you know, a a bend in the wire or whatever you want to call it, which is basically could be a parasite or food sensitivities or whatever it is you have going on. Um, and, uh, you know, imbalancing really good gut bacteria, it's not going to signal to your brain correctly. And then you're going to have a lot of problems. That's when you won't digest your food, you get constipated, you get infections, you know, or chronic diarrhea and the brain fog, all those things start to begin to happen. Um, you know, over time, for sure, and yeah. it gets worse and worse. So there is a the the connection is both ways because, like, I I know that yeah, the gut brain uh, axis, the gut the gut brain axis, right? And I was already very familiar with like, okay, the foods you eat and the things that you put in your gut are gonna affect your mood and are gonna affect um, the stress levels, and you're and it's gonna be a support to the nervous system, but. This is also a two-way street, right? And uh, your stress levels are gonna affect also uh, the gut balance, and are gonna affect your your uh, digestive system as well, right? 
Yeah. And I think that's, that's one of the things that makes like the functional medicine or the functional nutrition stuff. So different is like, we're looking at everything. Like when I do an intake, a discovery call with people, I'm asking them, I mean, literally, were you a C-section baby? Were you breastfed? Were you sick a lot as a kid? Were you dropped on your head? Have you had concussions? Do you have mercury fillings? Were you, did you grow up and get to be one of those cool kids who has a room in the basement, you know, and where there could be mold? Were you, you know, have you had been on a lot of birth control? Have you been on any antidepressants? Like all these things matter, even if it were like when you were 12. So I look at everything because the day you were born is when it starts, you know, and if, if you're already susceptible to infection or you just, your immune system's kind of compromised the day you're born, the odds are it's going to be a little bit harder later in life. It doesn't mean it's foolproof. I put a post up about um, vaginal seeding one time and it was like, I got like some hate, some hate mail, <laughs> but I mean, it doesn't mean you're going to be sick. If you're a C-section baby, put it this way. Like one of the examples is if you're like you're a C-section baby and you don't go through the vaginal canal, you're not getting the bacteria from your mother, whether it's good or bad. Right. But they can do something called vaginal seeding where they actually put it on the baby's eyes and, and all the like open areas that go into the body and, and then put it in their mouth, which will set their gut microbiome up like for life, you know, and if you're, if you don't have that and then you turn out to be like a very colicky kid and you're sick and lots of whatever it is, the odds are you're going to be seeing me eventually. Like they've been to all the doctors, they've done all the things. They're always been like a sickly kid, but they are struggling in every area. And that, those are kind of like the clients. I get a lot of those too. So. Oh, wow. I've, I've never heard about, about that. That's. Uh... Yeah. It doesn't mean anyone's a bad mom. Like C-sections happen, like to the best of us, you know, it's not, it's just, it's just life. So it's like now it's, there's actually, you can ask your doctor to do that. You just have to learn to be an advocate for yourself and, you know, learn about it. Yeah. So, I agree. It doesn't make I agree. you a bad anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I, not, I, the, I trust me. I'm the most, like, I'm not very maternal. It's hard. So I, I'm not trying to say you did anything wrong. Yeah, no, of course, I think like it's, it's important to just like uh, deal with the facts, right? Like if that happened, that happened and you just have to uh, try to find the ways to make it work for you, right? Yeah, be open-minded. I mean, I think just some people are just so afraid of something that's not the norm or outside the box. I mean, it's just there's so much research these days on things that we never had 20 years ago. Or forty. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I agree. Um, and my and my dad's a doctor. Like I, I deal with this like every time we have a conference. Like we do not like he's an orthopedic surgeon, but like was extremely overweight for a ma large majority of his life. And you know, I mean, it's like so you can't just be like, oh, that guy's a doctor. He knows, or that person's that they know. But you know, I try to do the research and provide like evidence and explain. You know things yeah what what do you think are some of the most common uh, beliefs that some of your clients come with uh, in terms of like the conventional the the conventional medicine and that that are like hard to break in in your experience well, most of my clients that I get actually want off all of it so I'm lucky on that um, some some like 
the birth control is always a tricky one, but I have a lot of research and podcasts and things that I just start slowly sending them. And then they're like, I think I'm getting off it. This isn't good. Oh my God. This is why my acne is not getting better no matter what we do. You know, um, if I get like a tough case, but you know, I think that, yeah, when they, when they come to me, they're usually kind of at that point where like, okay, well it's my age or I'm going to be going through menopause or it's because of menopause or, you know, I'm just going to be like this the rest of my life. It's just a very, like, I give up kind of thing. Like, I don't know what to do. I've tried everything. I, I, I most like even guys, like my, like my libido shot, just how it's going to be. I'll go get like some Viagra and that's what I'll do. Or, you know, they don't eat all day or they tried intermittent fasting. They've tried keto. They've tried paleo and nothing is fucking changing. And it has nothing to do with their diet or their workout. It's always like, it always comes down to like, for their like health goals, it's always like, well, I'm doing this diet and, or I'm working out. It's when it comes to like, if they've got problems or if they're trying to lose weight, like if they're doing it, they just think it's those two things. And it's just not, you know, there's like a million spokes on that wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, I I can, I can definitely see that. Uh, Yeah. Because like sometimes you can, you can be facing a problem for so long and if like, your doctors have told you, no, there is nothing wrong with you. That was me. You kind of like internalize it and say like, okay, yes, so I'm just going to have to deal with these my whole life. Uh, yeah. But it's good to I hear. Mean, yeah. I mean, and I, and I know because I went through it. I think that's why I can empathize so much. Like there were times where I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to go on birth control and I'm going to, you know, and then I'd be like, okay, this is not working. Like, I, I mean, I've tried all the things. I mean, I was on antidepressants as a child. I was diagnosed with ADD and ADHD, but like the medications that made me sick. I was on a ton of stuff for my stomach. Like I didn't know any better, you know, um, did they help? I don't think any of it helped. I mean, I don't know if any of it helped, honestly. Um, I was on birth control as a young kid. I had, but I've had like gut problems later in life. I've had infertility problems. I've had, so like I've had all the things. Um, I mean, I remember being so tired as a kid. Like, I mean, well, like in high school, I remember I worked at a daycare and I'd like the kids would be napping and I'd be like, all I want to do is sleep. All I want to, I'd be so fucking tired. Like I, I can't tell you how tired I would be. And you know, it's a roller coaster. I still go through it. Like, this is not a perfect little, okay, you work with me, you're done, but like, I'll have a couple of years, I'll be good. And then something will happen, you know, and my body, I know I just, my clients, my goal is for to teach them to be so aware of what's going on and so in tune that they know, Oh fuck. I just had to plan my daughter's wedding. And then I moved that, that just, and that's exactly what set them off. All of a sudden their estrogen is super high. They're putting on weight, you know, they're having their gut stuff and then they either call me, they rerun their labs and we go and do it. And then they're good. You know, that's the goal is like to teach people. Like I still have to run my labs. I mean, I, um, I don't, I'm not trying to get in the vaccine talk, but like I ended up having a circumstance where I did have to do the, to the vaccine. Um, and I, uh, dude, I was so fucking sick <laughs> and it was great because I went through it and I was able to be a better practitioner for it. So I don't regret any of it. Cause now I know what's going on. Like with a lot of my clients, but like, 
immediately my, I put on 15 pounds, my estrogen was out the roof and I was in the hospital, in the ER with a ruptured cyst. So my poly, I polycystic ovarian syndrome totally flared up my autoimmune condition, which has been fine for years, just went haywire because it was such a, like, it was just the stress response on my body. You know, it's not like the vaccine is what did it, but it's just the stress response of getting it on such a, maybe I'm so clean. I don't know, but it was like, took me over the top and it took about a year to get everything back in line. So. Yeah. But I think like what what you mentioned is super important, right? Like, and being able to develop that skill of being in tune with your body so you can identify all those things. Because I think like we can we can grow to be so disconnected from our own bodies that we don't have a clue on like what is setting us off. But being able to develop these these skills to connect with your with your gut and connect with your with your connect with yourself, I think it's it's very very important because uh, there is no magic bullet for the things right like every body is different uh, and what works for you might not work for me and uh, that's why it's so important to to be able to develop this connection with your with your body that's something that we we like to talk a lot about here in the in the podcast and with i, I think it's been a common theme with my guests um that that's that's a very very important foundation to have uh, to be able to be like that um, yeah and i i wanted to ask you if if you have some tools that you can share uh, about how to how to be able to develop these intuition and uh, how to be able to to be more attuned with with what's going on in your in in our bodies um, have you find something that's uh, especially think, useful for this? For yeah, well, I mean, if you actually stop, like pause, you know what I mean, for a minute. Like if people could actually like pause and like be like, oh, then I think that would be a, like let's try that. Like listen, but like your body tells you. Like you're not going to the doctor and complaining about chronic diarrhea because like something's not right. Right. Um, you don't have a chronically runny nose or eczema or psoriasis. Like your body is telling you something's wrong. And, you know, I think it's important to be like, okay, well I can either take a pill and make it go away or figure out what caused it, you know? And I think I always like to do the example too, is like, and a lot of people don't want to do the work or they make excuses. Um, and I, I always do the example, like if your husband or loved one or kid were really sick, right. Or were covered in eczema or had chronic diarrhea or whatever it is. And you, and the doctor said, Oh no, your kid's fine. Everything's fine. Just give them this pill, blah, blah, blah. Would you leave it at that? Or they said there's nothing wrong and that you would not, if your kid is sick, Dude, you're going to fucking do everything you can to figure out what's going on. You know, yeah. I don't care if you have to go rub your kid in like dog poop in the backyard. You're going to do it if it makes them better. You know, and that's the thing is you need to do that with yourself. And I'm not, a lot of people do not practice self-care because they think it's selfish. 
and they don't want to be selfish and they don't want to spend money on themselves or it's not fair to my kids because I'm taking money away from my kids to do this for myself or time away from my kids or my family or my work to do something, but it's going to make you a better person for them, for life, for your family in the long run. It's like, a, it really is. It seems like maybe work with me for a year, but it's a, a year is nothing in the grand scheme of your life to get your health in line. I mean, fuck, I was in prison for two years and I look back and I'm like, eh, you know, it's not like, it, it, it is what it is. It was a, kind of a long time when I was there, but you know, when people were like, we're going to be locked down for two months, I was like, dude, you're locked in your house. <laughs> like do what you need to do. Take care of yourself. It's the best thing that could ever happen to you. But like for me, you know, yeah, I think that I love when my clients like just doing the food test, let's just start with the diet. I get them on their plan and then they fall off. Like they are, they just like, go to the circus and eat a funnel cake and like some cotton candy. And they call me and they're like, what the fuck? I felt like this every single day. How did I not even get it? I think we're so inflamed and we're so sick. A lot of people, um, that, and they're so used to just like, Oh, my knee pain is just normal. Well, it's probably inflammation due to something you're eating or your gut. It's, you probably don't have arthritis it's, and your knee pain can probably go away you know, and you got to get them to that place where they can feel a little bit better. And then they're like, Oh shit, there is more, there's more to the story. You know, even it's happened with me. I was super clean, blah, blah, blah. Like it took me a long time to heal my gut. I literally, my knee pain was so bad. I remember at one point and I did my food test and it went away. Like literally I was like, maybe I have arthritis. Like I do it. You know, I'm a doctor's kid. Like I still have all that in there. And I'm like, maybe it's arthritis. Like, this is bad. Like, I, I eat I, and I live a really clean lifestyle. But my gut was still leaky and, like, not healed. And it was my food. So, I mean, it's just, like, your body tells you. You just got to listen. And people don't want to listen. I mean, my clients, the clients that come in and the clients that come in and say they're fine are the ones that are usually the sickest. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, probably you're just like, you say you're fine because you're, you stop listening to your body and that's why yeah, you just, think you're fine. They, they just go, they just truck along. No, but I, I love it. Thank you so much for, for sharing all of these. And uh, Sam, for people that's listening and, and uh, would like to get in contact with you or want to learn more about the content that you put out there, what's the best way for them to, uh, to connect with you? Um, I mean, I always say like, I'm all over Instagram, um, at CFIT living, as you said, with S E E F I T <laughs> living. And then, um, my website, www.cfitpt.com. I'm on Facebook, Samantha Lander or CFIT. Um, you know, any of those, you can book a discovery call. If you just want to like talk about your health and your health history and kind of see what the hell I would say, like a plan for you or what I would suggest you know, might be a good option to try to like kind of optimize your health. I'm ha I do, I do a free call and we can just, it's called discovery call. You just got to book it and we talk all about you. And then I tell you, you know, what I think I can do to help you. And if I can't, I will refer out or I'll give you the tools and the people that I think could help you. I have no problem doing that. Awesome, Sam. Thank you so much. It's been great having you here. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having I've me. Learned a lot and I know that a lot of people is going to learn a lot. So thank you for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Bye, Sam. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Hello, everyone. This is Nico again. And just a few more things before you take off. If you'd like to be part of the Waku tribe to be the first one to know about the launch of exclusive flavors, 
special promotions and content about health and wellness, just go to livewaku.com, that's L-I-V-E-W-A-K-U.com and sign up for our email list. And if you sign up, I hope you enjoy being part of our community.